Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and joining me today are... Jake. Chris. Ames. James. Whoa! Hey James, how did you get in here? Welcome back. I broke in! Why did we keep letting you do this? I don't know! We've had guests for the past, like, 12 episodes. No, more? We didn't have a guest on Serenity. Too many. No, we did. Liz was was here. was here. Was Liz on here? Yes. Oh shit! You just don't feel like a, she's a guest because she's like there was kind one of part time of the we didn't family. have a guest. We, was the it first originally two, Serenity? Like the first? Is the episode not the movie? I think it or, was the first. No, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, it was. No, it was the one we did last time. It was. No, uh, oh, the DS Nine intro. Yeah. No, Liz, Liz was there for that too. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she did both. Oh, then it was the one between those. No, it nope. wasn't. We we we've, we've pretty much had guests. Because that was Andy before that. Yep. And before that, it was Justice D- and D. Kelly. Oh, yeah, yeah D and before. Yeah, yeah, sorry, D, then Justice and yeah, Kelly. And then this yeah. asshole again. Too uh, many right. guests. Well, you know what? No more guests. Not enough. We're not going to know what to do with ourselves when we come to an episode that's just us again. We're going to be like, um, you know, I don't know. I think, um, in fact, we may so just. I like all these people. Breathe around, a sigh of relief. You know. Jake, we, you, don't, you don't have to lie. We, we know you we don't like We just found out we have 10,000 listeners, according to Chris. That's not what he said, but okay. That is what he said. No. Okay, we've said? got 10,000 listeners. That's He's what nodding. Chris didn't say what? that. <laughs> no, I did see him nod. It's true. Nodding off. <laughs> because your things are boring. Let's go. Whoa. <laughs> wow, it's a rough crowd. Damn. All right. Well, we're back talking about DS9, which is very exciting. Wait a minute. Oh, because it was the first two or two episodes. Yeah, well, yeah. They, they count kind of as two. So. Okay, all right. Because, because when they have to air them in syndication, they take up two different slots. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> but uh, we're here to talk to, today about uh, episodes past prologue and A Man Alone. An old buddy of Kira's comes to call at DS9. He's chased there by the Cardis, and they take him in. He's asking for asylum, and Kira looks like she kind of wants to bone down with him. Mm. But that's neither here nor there. Um, There's a cut plot line. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, that makes sense, because there definitely was some like, Oh, it's you. Anyway. Remember our past? This dude, Tanalos and uh, Kira were terrorists together on Bajor once upon a time. And uh, he swears that he's, you know, that's all behind him. But it turns out he came to DS9 specifically because he knew Kira would cover for him so he could bring more Bajoran terrorists onto the planet and meet with, uh... What their names? Lursa and Lursa. Lursa and Bator are Klingon friends from TNG. They're selling him some explosives. Hmm. His big plan is he wants to blow the entrance of the wormhole because he's sick of all these motherfuckers, including you know the the Federation. You know well, whose side do you want? Kira. That wall what the, the fuck? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like I said, the the Klingon sisters and their titties show up, and uh, we also meet Garrick. Who is definitely going to put it in Bashir's butt? I'm told that this is other a, orifices too. All of them. I'm told this is a common thing, so I'm glad that uh, I caught on to it. But they're beautiful together. Garrick is kind of the one who catches the sisters being all up to no good and stuff. Turns Bashir onto it. Turns, turns Bashir, Bashir on. on. All right. Mm. <laughs> it's so. It's all very suggestive. But anyway, put on the suit, Kira. Mm. Kira. I like you like that. Yeah, you need a new suit. But uh, ultimately, Kira winds up punching Tanalos in the face, averting disaster, 
And they're like, hey, you know what, Cardassians, you were right, we fucking don't want them. You want them? And they were like, sure, I think. No, I think they turned them over to the Bajoran authorities. Oh, is that what happened? Well, either way, they get what they deserve, the twats. And that was basically it. I feel like there was some other stuff too, but that's like the basic plot. Yeah, I think that's all we need. Basic get Yeah, that's what I thought. So that was Garrick, of course, played by Andrew Robinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lloyd Robinson. Perhaps, perhaps best known as... Uh, That's Sir Andrew Lloyd bef- Robinson. Bef- before this, Beth's best known as uh, the antagonist in the first Dirty Harry. Oh, who was right. in Dirty Harry? Hmm? Andrew, Andrew, Andrew Robinson. Aside from him, who was like... Clint, uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh. Harry. Yeah. It's one of these, like, boomer porn fucking why do criminals have rights movies. Oh, you're thinking of Harry nice. Dirty. That's the porn. Awesome. <laughs> Harry Dirty Butthole. Harry Pussy. <laughs> so speaking of Andrew Robinson, he was originally considered for the role of Odo. Hmm. Okay. But they but they liked him so much that they're, that they're like, you know what, come back and play this thing. And then they loved Garrick so much that I think next season we see Garrick some more. Yeah, yeah. I'm I mean, excited. This is a he's... short season too, so that's true. Well, it started in like January. Yeah. He's already my favorite character, so I need more of that. Yeah, Garrick is immediately fantastic. Well, it's it's more. It's, it's what I find most interesting is how well he plays Bashir, right? Yeah, mm. kind of, yeah. He kind of figures out that Bashir is like likes a finger in the asshole while you jerk him off. Yeah, yeah. That he's like a nerd, and and you know he's. Well, He's got that you know that wide eyed yeah outlook that he had in in um, the first episode you know oh frontier medicine and all that and Garrick is like hmm I'm gonna fuck with this guy yeah make him make him think he's a secret agent yeah my my favorite part <laughs> is absolutely that Garrick goes up to Bashir and he's like you know there's a lot we could learn from each other and Bashir's like you're right that's quite an interesting thing and then the second Garrick is gone he runs immediately to the bridge and is like guys guys a spy just made contact with me guys I'm having so much please, fun please please put a recorder on me I want to record everything he says yeah now. he totally does he wants like, a wire yeah that's like instant but it's he like is instantly. so excited yeah the second it's Starts, which just, is which is also interesting for later in the series. Yes, things that that actually kind of comes back up. It does. Uh, I, I where, bet this thing goes, comes so. up a lot where Garrick is concerned. Hey. What was kind of great is because it's been ages since I've seen Deep Space Nine, but um, it is funny to see the origin now of the like Garrick handwiggle. Yeah, and it's just as lovely as you think it would. Mm-hmm. It is, but it's so funny that it's him talking to them about haggling. Yeah, it's actually kind of a pseudo tense <laughs> moment. We can haggle. <laughs> Jazz hands. Yeah, that whole the the so the side plot with the the Dura sisters definitely. It's pretty unnecessary. Yeah, it really like. it really they felt wanted like some familiar. It was an excuse to throw in the 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 those actors because you know and they like those characters. Were the familiar tits there to like even out the unfamiliar tits on Jadzia since Jadzia didn't used to have tits? Oh, there you go. No, yeah. I'm sure that's not what you were saying. Um, and this also you know this episode was referenced in. Yeah. Uh, the episode that they appear in. What was that one called? I don't remember. Birthright. No. No. Something else. It was the one with Future Times Alexander, though, right? Yeah. Because that's when Riker... Firstborn. Firstborn. Yeah, Riker rings up Quark. I think. Unless that's the one with Picard's son, which is the same oh, episode. Oh, I don't fucking remember. Anyway, you, you know it, listeners. It's the We've one talked about where, it yeah, where, We've where linked it right Riker here. Calls, all 10,000 of our listeners know exactly what we're talking 10, about. 10,000. All 10,000 of them. There is a non-zero chance that one of them is Brent Spiner. Hello, Brent. We love your work. Mm. Uh, it's Mr. Spiner. Show some fucking respect. He looks great. He Well, I don't know. 
Kind of looked like plastic he in the car trailer. Oh, great. yeah, no, the new trailer, he looks terrible, but as a human, he still looks great. He can get it. Call me, Brent. I actually thought this, it's funny, like, my expectations for this season were pretty low, because I feel like I was led to believe that it was pretty bad. Who said this? No one's ever said this. I feel like various people, a lot I of the internet like says people it always, starts Well, slow. here's the thing. I feel like season one of DS9 is DS9 at its weakest. Having said that, it's still it's, good. It's still pretty damn It's really good. good. Like, every every episode that I have watched thus far, I have enjoyed. I don't know. This, They're not this all is our, this, is our, this is our weakest week, I think, so far, because I feel like the this stories are... Un- no, what's the other one? A Man Alone? I didn't like A Man Alone, but Which we'll one to, is that? That's the one where oh, Odo thought, is on yeah, trial I, mean, for I thought it was alright, but he wasn't really. That's the thing. Yeah. He and wasn't also really. Kate. We'll get to Listen, Kate we'll get there. Yeah, Jesus we'll fuck her. Anyway, let's... let's. But yeah, I feel like... I feel like... We're st- we're still very much setting th- setting the tone. We're still kind of doing the who are all these people and what is their role on the ship kind of stuff. And it's mm. gonna take a while to like get us to know the characters. Like like th- th- this is mainly mainly Akira episode, and you're learning yeah. th- learning you know where her loyalties lie. This is basically a preemptive strike. Only technically preemptive strike hasn't happened yet. It is not. So it's a preemptive preemptive strike. It is. I kind of feel like the theme of this week is actually like finding out where your loyalties lie. Well, I yeah, feel like it, it ties it's, into it's the next. It's more setup of the Hira and Cisco. Yeah, you know that they they do have differing loyalties. Yeah, she's yeah. a Bajoran first, and an anything else second. Yeah, yeah, definitely different goals. One thing I did really like in this is, in a lot of other shows, they would have played up whether Kira was actually helping or hindering the uh the terrorist plot until like the very very end mm. whereas in this halfway through the episode kira's like uh cisco i've just been contacted and uh, they're gonna try to blow something up and like really like undercut something that other episodes would do where literally you'd have no idea if kira was helping them until until she stopped the plan whereas in this case you knew she was going to try to stop the plan pretty much the you know the entire time after that yeah is it you think that's a good thing? I think so. I think it's I think it's interesting rather than rather than having manufactured like obscurity to people's mo- like motives. Well, yeah. right, and like that sort of false tension thing. Right. Especially this early in the show. Yeah. We are like, well, obviously she's going to run away and join the Maquis. So oh, yeah, that that's wait. the thing. It, it's like when uh like when Ro went rogue. At the oh. end of her tenure, you kind of weren't sure, or at least yeah. I wasn't sure where it was going to go, but I also had time to like get to know the character, so I actually kind of gave a shit and thought, how well do I know this character? Yeah, they're not This gonna... character, I'm like, I don't know you, but I have to assume, since I know you're in like the rest of the show, that you probably... But even if you didn't, you'd just be like... Isn't it a little early to do this? There's no way this is like a character that they set up in the, the pilot... Just to have her like fuck off in the second episode, especially after giving her such a bitch and haircut. To be yeah. fair, this was the third one produced. They just flipped it, flip flopped it with Man Alone. Mm, true, because this one has more action ish yeah. something. Oh yeah. As a side note to the listeners, as we discovered, or as Ames discovered, yes. uh, Netflix has these in production order, not the order Release that order. they were released. So if you're wondering why we're doing the shit out of order, we're not. Netflix just did it wrong. Stupid Netflix. It's like Church they're trying the to Firefly DS9, but like DS9's been <laughs> off the air for ages, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't really feel like there's a ton to say about this episode. Yeah. Like, I thought it was pretty good. I thought that the the plot was good-ish. It seemed a little bit convoluted, sort of. Like, I mean, the only uh, thing that doesn't entirely make sense 
and we were kind of getting to this, but then we got sidetracked. Why do Lursa and Bator betray him? Like, they have no real reason Because he didn't to. show up with the money. I would have no, fucked they were, him up, too. But they, they got planning on They were planning on betraying him, obviously, because they, yeah. they figured it out. I forget how, but they did, which is why they kind of had the whole thing well, I mean, it's, prepped. Yeah, it's the best of both worlds. They get paid, and then they can also curry favor with someone else by you yeah. know turning over a literal war criminal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess if they're planning on trying to launch a new offensive against the Empire... Having like the Cardassian government think you're pretty cool would be useful. Yeah, just just I mean, with where they were, it's just any friends is really you know, yeah. Vital. So they 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 come in, they say you know we're Lursa and Bator of the House of Duras, and they're still ca- calling themselves the House of Duras, even though he was a their brother. Mm. They should probably go by their father's house, but whatever. maybe he was Duras the second. No, we 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 heard of the I know, father. I know, I know, I know, I know. I forget his name. It was like something like Duras, it was like, son of. Dickhead. Yeah, dickhead. That's the. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that sounds right. But there's yeah. like no apo- There's no I. It's like D D K. <laughs> well, isn't uh, Duras's son? Shouldn't he technically be the head of the? Well, he's well, dead. Well, we don't know that. He might be in a Klingon prison somewhere. Getting oh, and Duras's son. Right, right, right. Sorry. Yeah, no, no. He was torn apart the minute Worf left. Oh, I think we meet him again now. Do we? Oh, that's I not right. So. Well, then they're really? back together. I guess. Oh, maybe. So here's a thing. Here's a thing. So Garrick. Mm-hmm. Right, we're introduced to this character, Garrick, who is, claims to be a clothier. simple clothier, uh, but then he goes to be like, hey, you want to be involved in the spy plot with me? And then he, and then we see him on screen broker this deal, evidently, between the Duras sisters and the, and the Cardassian. So is he a Cardassian agent? And if so... Why isn't that a bigger problem I was, for Cisco? I assumed he was just playing Lursa and Bator so that he could get closer to Bashir. Bashir. Yeah, because why else would he then have Bashir there when they're meeting later? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't... If he is a double agent, he's, like, the worst double agent. Like, he doesn't he's quite understand how he's it works. He's a quintuple agent. Yeah, he's every layer of agent. Yeah, I mean, it really... It, One, his thing this time, just, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But he's so, so good is, at I, it. Is he working for the Cardassians? I, is, he, is he playing both sides? I kind of liked it because you see him doing all these things. And like one of his quotes that I really liked was, uh, I am no more than what I seem to be. Which is also really interesting when it comes from him when he's this, like, has this giant smile on a Cardassian telling you everything's fine. It's like, wow, you're lying to me right now. I know you are. And yet he is somehow um, still the most trustworthy Cardassian right. we've yet met. But, but wow. like, but yeah, so, so I feel like his entire thing is, like, literally everything is an angle against you. Mm. Like, at all times. I mean, no, is he just, like, anytime like you're a interacting chaos with junkie? He just, like... He really might be. Um, he's just like chaotic neutral. He just he just yeah, wants. He just, he's like, hmm. I could I could play the Duras sisters against this random doctor. And, yeah, man. Maybe he just yeah. wants to have fun. I, yeah, I think he's he's a man with just broken loyalties. Like there there isn't necessarily a whole lot that he believes in. Right. You know, but he knows that he. But so everything is about him just getting another tiny foothold that he can secure. Right. So like everything, everything with Bashir is absolutely like I'm ingratiating myself to the current people of DS Nine. He doesn't know if they're gonna stick around or not. Do we learn why they let him stay, dude? Because his clothes are banging. He are he they? probably would have claimed asylum. Yeah, he seems. He it's it's indicated that he's not on the best of terms with. 
Cardassia. I mean, it could also be, like, we don't even know. Maybe he wasn't even there until they abandoned the station. He's moved in amongst the rubble. I think they specifically said he was the last remaining Cardassian, um, which would seem to imply he was there beforehand, but... Well, he could have, you know, shown up, like, two weeks before they left. Right, yeah. And I feel like a lot of the outfit would just be like... How long has he been here? I don't really know. Yeah, but he's been that's here as long as I remember, when, but that doesn't mean much. Yeah. When when you have certain you know priorities, the Federation couldn't just kick him out because they believe in you know all of these things. Where it's like, all right, well, you haven't done anything wrong, so I guess you have a right to well, stay here. Well, it's also the fact that like Cardassia and the Federation are not in a state of conflict officially. True. You know? they're, yeah. they're, they have a peace treaty. You know, there's there's no reason for for him not to be allowed right. to be there. Yeah, that's that's kind but of. But certainly, if he you know if he basically comes out and tells Bashir that he's a spy for Cardassia, it seems strange that they wouldn't you know I don't know bug his his well, place. But the thing is, is would Maybe a spy would a Cardassian spy ever admit to being a Cardassian spy? Of course not. I don't know. So they're... he must be lying. It also they're seems pretty a arrogant. Irresponsible of uh, Cisco to be to be like, yeah, Bashir, go meet with the spy. Yeah. Cisco so. seems to do a lot of irresponsible stuff, yeah. from what I've heard. He's just, like in the next episode, he's just kind of like, "Oh, he's a he's a criminal." Well, you can't throw him off the ship. He hasn't done anything here. It's like, um, well, he did that again today. Well, yeah. so that's the yes. thing about so uh, Cisco is a little. I don't know if he's just like naive or just doesn't give a fuck or what. Well, but. it's also there's also this thing with um, Odo where Odo is like fucking. Law and order to them to the extreme. Oh yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a fascist. My North Korea over here. Yeah, he's yeah. straight up you fascist. Know? Oh, the Duras sisters are here. Let's put them in jail. Yeah, <laughs> that's, yeah. That's <laughs> actually a pretty good Odo impression. It's, too. it's weird because the whole time he's like, it's like, talks about like rules and like how like it's like there's rules and and uh, like procedure, and then he's just like, I don't like you. I'm gonna put you in jail. Yeah, the rules are are Odo's rules, and I think, and that's another th- conflict that I'm enjoying is the Cisco verse Odo yeah. where like they both seem to respect each other but Odo clearly does not like the soft hand of, of Cisco. Odo, Odo wishes the Cardassians were still in charge because then he could break some knees. He could do some mm. torturing. Yeah. Well it's interesting that like the Cardassians like he worked for the Cardassians. He was Gleefully. He, I mean, he was the chief of security and so presumably you know he shouldn't probably have as good a relationship as he has with like Kira. My assumption, and I don't know if I don't remember if this gets like spelled out at some point because it's been against been years, is that presumably like he he was a sort of a mitigating factor. You know, like when the Cardassians wanted to go full Cardassian, he would be like, "That's going too far, even for me." But now that they're gone, he's like, "We're not going full Cardassian." Well, it's like you know, like he's not as bad as them, but he still wants to be more strict than Cisco is. I think. I think. I think the thing that's interesting about Odo is that it's not necessary. It's it's order. He's obsessed Mm. with order. Yeah, and whether in like he doesn't, it doesn't seem to affect him if it's. Federation or Cardassian, as long as it's order. And I think yeah. in some cases yeah. he feels that Cisco is disordered and doesn't... Well, I feel like with Cisco, just from what we've seen so far, it just feels like with him, it's almost like sometimes he's like, let's see how this plays out. Like, he just wants to see what's going to happen. 
Well, and it seems which I can respect. It seems like he's willing to kind of let people do whatever until it's his own crew, and then he just like reads them the riot act. I mean, ultimately, like he doesn't ever punish anyone in any serious way necessarily. But I do kind of feel like he's like, oh, confirmed murderer. Let's just uh, go right ahead. And then well, being it, fair, I mean, by even say just our own laws today, like there are very few. Once you've served your time. Yeah, but you still don't want pedophiles at your playground, do you? Well, no, and that's why we have a register. And it also sounds like he didn't exactly serve his time. Well, no, we're he talking escaped. about Manolo, but he, he, was, he escaped yeah. a Cardassian prison yeah. that I think he was put into with the permission of Bajor, because even the Bajorans don't like these yes, people. Yes, sorry, I... Talk, who are we talking about right now? Yeah, sorry, in my mind, I had moved on to the yeah. next one, that's I apologize. What, that's what I was talking about, too. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry, I had gotten confused. Yeah, um, yes, yeah. no, Manolo is a very different scenario. Yeah, yeah, well, this guy, yeah, that's another... But he claimed he, asylum, didn't he? Who the fuck are we talking about? Now I think we're talking about, uh... The, the guy from Tanner Los, ha- the guy Los. we're supposed to be okay. talking about. They're very they're similar episodes in a lot of ways, which makes it confusing, because they yeah. both deal with, like, but criminals. But I think Tanner Los requests, um... Asylum. Asylum specifically from Cisco, so this is now a federation... Right. ...to do. Mm-hmm. But because, it's yeah, all, you're but right, it's Rossi, all a yeah. ploy. Like, the Bajorans were even like, this guy's a bit crazy even Well, for the, the Tana Lewis were responsible for, like, the assassination of the first Bajoran prime minister. Yeah. Well, no, Tana Lewis is his name. The organization was the oh, yeah, Cal whatever. something. Yeah. Cor- like, Conma. 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 Conma, right. Got it. But yeah, the Conma are the ones where they're like, yeah, no, even we're a little... Ugh, on these people, they're a bit too. They were they nuts. were like literal monsters. They're, they're they, collecting they were not by freedom fighters. Now yeah. the other thing. Now the so his his plan is to detonate a bomb and collapse the entrance to the wormhole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which in emissary we find out is basically where their gods live. The mm-hmm. Majorans deities reside inside the mm-hmm. wormhole. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Well, the, 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 the that's where the orbs, orbs come from. from, right? The orbs came and from the, And the Bajorans worship the orbs. Yeah, and they, so they, even though, as it was revealed in the episode, the wormhole creatures don't even consider fleshy, linear beings to be Worth beings. Worth their time. Yes, they have been, the, the Bajorans have been unwittingly worshipping people that couldn't give a fiddlish fuck about them. Yeah, the, orb, Which, the orbs and Bajor and the wormhole are all kind of tied to, mm-hmm. together. Okay. And it's all tied together with those aliens. So he's essentially... He wants to kill their gods. He's ba- yeah, it's, that's, that's basically would be like, I don't know, what's a, what's a holy site? In Jerusalem? The, Jerusalem. Yeah, okay, it would be like someone going... Well, I guess people blow up Jerusalem all the time, so it's not a good... That's not a really good analogy. Let me think of a better well, one. But also, the but also the like, there. there's no place where, like, we've seen any, like, living gods, right? Yeah. There isn't really a good... I mean, I think it's also just safe to assume that Tomalos is just probably not religious. Mm. He strictly sees the wormhole for what it is, which is a utilitarian... Well, yeah, a passage for more assholes to get closer well, it's, to Bajor. It's Bajor, also, it's also the reason the Federation is here up in everyone's grill. Right. If the, if the wormhole were gone, the Federation would eventually just say, well, okay, Bajorans, I guess you guys are back on your feet. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, he says that, but I mean, they were there to begin with anyway. Like, because they find the wormhole during the first episode. They being the Federation? Yeah. The Federation was just going to be there. Like you said, like maybe yeah, they would that leave. Was, wasn't that eventually. like helping assist with the handover power? Isn't that why the Federation was there? Well, yes. And but also, also lobbying for them to join the Federation? Yeah. So there's 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 a move. There's already people within the Federation 
you know, Picard among them who wants Bajor to join the Federation. Yeah, I don't think it's just a handover power. I think, I mean, they were asked by Bajor to, because I don't think Bajor really has much of a space Yeah, I mean, everything yet. they had is in shambles. Yeah. Do we want Bajor in the Federation? They seem pretty unstable so far, right? They, they're, they, like, a lot of the people have not really demilitarized. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're very violent. Yeah. But it's also, again, you got to consider what they just went through. You know, 60 years of, of Cardassian occupation that I, they only freed themselves from after, you know, I mean, terrorism. You do got to say, though, the fucking audacity of the Federation. Like, hi, we ignored your plight for the last 60 years while we played nice with these douchebags. You want to join our secret special club? Well, the other, well, here's the thing, though. It's secret. not, it, so well, the, the joining the Federation, the Federation thing, I, so, okay. I do not think that this is in any way a altruistic thing that the Federation wants to do. This is a geopolitical oh, yeah. scheme yeah. because well, the for sure they want Cardass- control Cardass- this wormhole. Now. Well, not just the wormhole, but, but remember, again, before the wormhole, yeah, before the wormhole, Cardassia they were already is right there. This is like so they want an outpost. This outpost is like you know the, the United States going in and overthrowing governments in countries that were close to the Soviet. This is this is this is like this is like the United States and South Vietnam, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, or, and that went so well. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, certainly, it, it sounded like you know in the first episode, like they didn't really get into it because very quickly the wormhole happened and that changed the conversation completely. But the way Picard was talking in the first one, like, oh, I'm you know I'm a very big proponent of this. So it sounds like even within the Federation, there's probably like there were a lot of people who were like, why are what? But there were other people like, yeah, no, it's a great idea. It was but, a favor for Roe. Yeah, but now there's the wormhole, so I'm sure the whole Federation's like, oh, yes, nope, mm-hmm, yep, them, please, here, us. Well, they, they don't have dilithium, but they've got that great wormhole. <laughs> Sorry about that whole ignoring you for 60 years there thing. There could be anything yeah. beyond the, the wormhole. That's God, wrong. the Federation sucks. Oh, yeah, I mean, they are... They're the man. They are very much... They are the worst. I, I, and I feel like this series explores this that con, the, that idea in the best way. Yeah. Because this, the Federation is never explicitly the bad guy. I mean, there's bad guys that we meet. Oh, yeah. Mostly admirals. But uh, but if you think anything deep, you know, deeper than surface level, you can be like, hmm. Well, I a mean... A lot of the decisions that have been made here have been not necessarily... Great. No. Well, they it's like they say though, like the villain is always the hero of their own story. Yeah. Speaking of admirals, uh, we see we meet Admiral Rollman, mm. uh, who was played by Susan Bay, Leonard ne- Leonard Nimoy's wife. Oh, oh nice, fun, cool. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, Tanalos, weird guy. I love when he when he asks Kira when he's when he's threatening to like blow everything up, <laughs> and she's like, "But if you blow everything up, you'll kill most of all of these Bajorans in this thing." And he's like, "Oh no, you would blow up all these Bajorans for not stopping me." And it's like, "No, dude, no, dude, yeah, it's still not, you. Yeah. It's still <laughs> that's you. That's not, not how it works. What? I took yeah. an ethics course once." How many people can you run over with the train, Rossi? I mean, if you try really hard, you can get six. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Don't you? And how Have many you seen people? The good place? Uh, you know, they keep trying the experiment yeah. over and over again. It's Shit, so good. It is good. Stop listening. Go watch the good place. Speaking yeah, of yes. murder, me too. Um, it's a, a, a man alone. alone. Ah, yes, and a man alone. More Odo. More Odo. Mark! Uh, so Odo, speaking of liking to take justice into his own hand, uh, <laughs> he get her hands. No, this, is, this is Rossi this week. 
What? We get James this week, not not Justice. Uh, <laughs> basically, all of the inhabitants and visitors on Deep Space Nine go full torch and pit, pitchforks on Odo uh, after he's suspected of killing a dude because he basically was like, I don't want you on my station. You got 26 hours. What a weird amount of time. Because that's what how long a day is. Oh, really? Interesting. I don't think they ever specify that. No, it is, but, but it, they becomes, say that it becomes clearer throughout the show. Oh, right. That, that, is, it's, that right. it's a 26-hour day. Fine. Yeah, I'd assume maybe that was the length of a day on Bajor or something. Yeah. Fine. Ibudan. I hate that name. <laughs> Abu D. Ibudan. I don't get it. It's but like I I'm blue. You. Oh, you know what's really funny is in the beginning you were starting to say like, now listen up, and I thought, here's a story about... Because that's the intro of that song. So I was I stabbed a guy in the hollow suite. I was already there with that earlier. Yeah, so uh, this dude, Ibudan, shows up, and Odo's like, get the fuck off my space station. And Cisco's like, eh, who cares if he's a former Let's criminal? See what happens. Let's just let it go. So shenanigans happens, and a woman with uh, waffle fingers, what the fuck, <laughs> is giving this Ibudan guy a massage and a back licking or something, and uh, he gets stabbed, stabbed it to death. In the butt. And uh, they obviously think it's Odo, or by they I mostly just mean the rabble on DS9, because even though uh, they had words about it, Cisco doesn't really think Odo did it, and Kira obviously doesn't, so I think it's mostly just this mob. They discover some weird cells, because this was happening in a holodeck, and like nobody ever came in, and nobody ever came out, and Willy Wonka, and... Um, but the DNA evidence, Caitlin. Right, and so... There was so much jizz on that wall! Yeah, there was a lot of cum. So... Also, it's in a holodeck, so you could just give the holodeck lady a knife and be like, stab me. But no you could, could but that would But if you gave her a real be... knife, would she be able to do it? No. Also, this is not a Federation holodeck. This is one of Quark's. Do you think a, Quark's holodeck, holodeck has holodeck the same <laughs> safety that's regulation? A, that's Whatever. a fair point. Um, it was a fair point holodeck. that killed this Ibudan guy. So uh, Bashir decides to grow himself a blobfish to try to see what the DNA is. And uh, turns out this Ibudan fucker murdered a clone of himself to frame Odo. He even had Odo in his calendar, which was like hysterical. (laughs) Brunch with Odo. Heart, heart, heart. I wanted to see like... I wanted like a Brett Kavanaugh style thing where he's just got beers written all over the fucking thing. <laughs> Bruce with the guys. <laughs> Raping some women. Oh, and that got, you know, erased and then written over it. And, uh, oh, and as a B plot, Keiko ruins everybody's infinite summer vacation by starting a school because she doesn't feel like she's doing Keiko. enough. Oh, man. You know, botany, she is, oh, teacher. No. Okay. She is insufferable. Do you know what really fucking annoyed I, me about I this I feel episode? really bad for Keiko. I so don't. Nope, I don't. Let me, so let I'm me with guys. you, James. All right, really but let me just let me just say any any anything I would have felt for her was erased because Jake and Nog are hanging out and they like put some itching bugs on some people and color changing. Yeah, and she's like, "This isn't like the Enterprise where they could just run fucking roughshod around the place." And I was like, "Um, Keiko, I know that they were allowed to do that on the Enterprise, but that doesn't necessarily mean that that was the better place for kids to be little dickheads." Oh, yeah, You're also always exploding. She yeah. obviously doesn't know that anything ship about children. Literally died like at least once a year. Yeah, children shouldn't be in space. Period. But yeah, you know. but like 
Yeah. So. Uh, so oh, and so, also Keiko and O'Brien are fighting loudly, where literally I everyone know. can hear them. Does that? And Quirk is that? like, word on the street is this O'Brien's having some trouble with the misses. And everyone's like, yeah, no fucking shit. We can hear him, buddy. You, you kind of almost want like a throwback to like a DeForest Kelly line where it's like, yeah, I don't need ears like yours to be able to tell that. Thanks. Yeah, that would be a great bonus. That would have been good. So I get, I get frustrated with, with Keiko because she brings up the, I don't like it here on DS9. Miles. And he's like, what, would you prefer it on the Enterprise? She's like, no, I don't want that either because that would make me as well wicked, wicked shrew. And it's like, okay, well. Be, but your you, promotion. I wonder. I wonder, is no. there another option? Maybe, maybe divorce? I was going to say a divorce. <laughs> maybe well, you should do that. Well, I mean. They're you trying could, to make it work. You could say that, they like. Can't. She. I mean, apparently she was, they so can. So she was originally, so she was originally the botanist on the Enterprise. A botanist. A botanist. She's a civilian. She's not Starfleet. <laughs> Ames is like, whoa, back it up. So she's, she's not but she, the botanist. She, she ran, had she a ran the, She ran the Arboretum <laughs> on the Enterprise. Yeah, presuming what? that they, I'm presuming that they met while, while he was while pissing it, drunkenly on some of her fucking plants. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> he was passed out, passed out in 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 her flower bed. Um, oh my god! Can we get? Okay, we got a probably not, but go ahead. Like just getting some actors and just making that episode. How Keiko met. Miles. When Miles met Keiko. I'll play Miles because I can do a not at all offensive Irish accent. Jesus. I'll play, I'll play Data saying, oh, I should hook them up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's right. We established that Data introduced them. Oh, yeah, that's what a right. fucking yeah. asshole that it's guy is! Data, huh? who is this man pissing on my flowers? Well, Keiko. <laughs> well, see, and 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 Data said he had no sense of humor. You know. So they definitely did meet on the Enterprise then. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Um, they got married on the Enterprise. And, well, yeah, and then they got married. So and then so Worf basically, so essentially, what? Oh, so in defense of Keiko, no. Essentially, no. Miles Disagree. taking this promotion to go to DS Nine has basically said, you know what? Fuck your career. Fuck your botany shit. You're what gonna... career? She, she was, was a botanist. botanist. She's a botanist. She is... Please. Botany is science. Yeah, but she wasn't doing any science. Even Come Sulu on. was a botanist yeah, for but... two minutes. Wait, Jake, let me just interject. Um, Sulu was a man. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, awesome. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. So, you know. Apologies to any botanists who might be listening. No, I'm not trying to say botany isn't a science. I'm just saying I don't think Keiko was doing any fucking science. Here's the other thing. That's Here, what I'm saying. If she wants to science, she's welcome to science. There's no way that like you can emphatically science all over DS9 if you chose to. He even but there's, said, there's if like you want to no do what you did. anywhere. Was she could grow the O'Brien's allegedly. <laughs> O'Brien suggests yeah, that so she grows some pretty flowers in the promenade. Why isn't she look, happy? Look, the real uh, problem here. So he can respark their love by pissing and drunkenly falling look, asleep in her flower bed again. We're dealing with the <laughs> fact it was romantic. Now. We're dealing with the fact that TNG spent every single one of her appearances pretty much writing her as like a 50s man's opinion of the shrewish wife. And DS9 is going to need some time to fix that. Like, I feel like she's got all that baggage from TNG's terrible, 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 terrible writing of women behind her. Okay, here's my question then. Why school marm? 
Because they wanted to. Because O'Brien's got a creepy school marm fetish. That, admittedly, I think is a side effect of their whole, like, we're trying to do a frontier town thing. Mm. So, Bashir's the frontier doctor, she's the frontier school marm. Also, it gives you a reason to keep Jake and Naga in And also, when are they going to tire to some train tracks? Say that again, Ross. They have their own kid. To mm. educate. Yeah, so they have Molly. Oh, but barely. She's, but she's still yeah. very young. Yeah, she's like, you actually, can't come to school for a long because time. I, I think that's what's interesting. I actually am wondering if Molly has gotten younger. <laughs> that that from kid. rascals to this episode she might have that that kid though was so like barely aware of the fact that she was on television it was kind of funny mm. like she kept just wanting to take the fucking bell from Rosalind Chow like, get out get out okay can I, I tell you what my problem with Keiko is as a character yes always literally the only thing like I could even maybe forgive this whole school marm business her fucking voice. She, oh, she can't her, help voice her voice is annoying. I know, but I know she can't help it. But I, mean, I don't want to listen to her fucking annoying voice. Wow. I don't think her voice was annoying. I don't like her voice. I'm sorry. I have no problem with her. I I just don't. I can't get behind it. Well, now that we've hated on Keiko for 20 minutes, the episode. The episode hasn't. Even, this episode isn't even 20 minutes yet. Get out of here. No, no. I guess she's. It's this. Actually, it is the same, same actor oh. that oh, played really? her in Rascals. Did she get younger? No. <laughs> she Did she go through the teleport but with everybody the else? She is a she. That, the actor is hey. is actually uh, older, as I guess you could expect than than Molly would be. Mm. How old is Molly supposed to be? Well, so we saw her born in disaster. Gross. Worf delivered her. Well, Worf saw her forward. born. Really, we didn't. Um, so she should be. I don't know. Two. Two. The actor was born in 1988. So she's four. She's be four, four or five, depending. Well, she's cute as it's she's all that going cute like as a button. As a no way, that should be the other way around. So um, when I was looking up stuff about this episode, I was like, man, the head of the mob sure looks familiar. And I don't know if I've ever actually seen him. He's guest star on a bunch of shows I have seen, so who knows? But he is the son of Eddie Albert, perhaps best known for Green Acres and Roman Holiday. But interestingly... Chris is a 75-year-old man. He was married... If this isn't interesting, I am going to scream. (laughs) It's at least relevant. He, uh, the guy that played the head of the mob... It is. Married to Leonard Nigboy? Close. Ah. Married to the woman who played Natira. Oh, I liked Natira. So, yeah, keeping it in the Trek family there. Uh, She's 13 years older than him. Go Natira. Yeah, no, get it, girl, get as it they girl. say. Yeah. First you get Doc, then you get this guy. Yeah, and yeah, he's not a bad looking He Sadly, he passed away quite young. Oh, man. Yeah, lung cancer. Um, but yeah, no, no. <laughs> that was mostly sad. Um, so, okay, so we talked a lot about these people. What people? Star Trek. Did we? Um, <laughs> so what do we think about... Keiko? Odo. <laughs> Odo. I love I love that Odo just, just proclaims, Well, it's elementary, my dear LaForge. I obviously did it. Yeah, I think yeah. that was my like, favorite oh no, part. What are you doing? Is like yeah. every time evidence you know who came could up, get in here. Yeah, a shapeshifter. <laughs> every time evidence came up, Odo was like, "Yeah, that could be me." Yeah, like that sounds a lot like me. They later, have a photo of me. Later, later, Cisco says, "I need you off the case." I really don't. Th- it's like I know you didn't do it, but because of how it looks, and then Odo is like, "I could have done it if I wanted to." Here's a whole bunch of ways I could have killed him if I wanted to. It's like, dude, you are not, like, do not defend yourself. He's trying, you know, it's like trying to show that he is being, 
He's being, yeah, he's being, he's, 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 he's a dogged investigator and will follow the evidence wherever it lies, even if it <laughs> lies to him, which he knows he didn't do. But maybe, like, maybe, like, he's worried that, like, a piece of him snuck out of his bucket while he was sleeping and, uh, stabbed him and stabbed the guy. Hand. That, that is my one problem with the whole thing. But you see, this gets into a question that was going to happen eventually. So here it is. If it had been Odo, right? Like, presumably, the knife would have to have been made of Odo? him. No. He, he can hold he could, Yeah, he can. Well, yeah, but except he said the whole well, thing has to go through the door. cracks in the door, which a knife can't do that. Yeah. Unless the crack is really yeah, fucking wide. That. In which case, a cat could have done well, it. Well, how did the ra- how did the real killer himself... He probably had in his pocket since they went into no, no, but how did he get out of the holodeck? I thought he, he left. He just left. I thought the door hadn't opened. No, it opened twice. Once when they went in, oh. and once when the killer left. Oh. So, but yeah, so if it had been Odo, you think the main thing would just be like, could he leave a piece of himself? But, or alternately, can Odo, like, subsume things? Like, Odo has a working comm badge, but when he morphs, it's part of him. Yeah, so, I, like, think, I think, uh, yeah, I think he could just, like, It'll be inside of him until he wants it on the end. So yeah, I think he could absorb a knife and walk around with it, like so sealed that, inside is, his body. Like, are we assuming that's part of his nature? Like he can make part stuff part of his goo and then later no, I don't think it becomes part of his goo. But I think it would be like inside, like Wait, there would so, be a solid knife. But still, how would that how would that solid knife get through the crack well, and gooified? Well, well, there's I guess there's other things he could do. Like he could have snuck in while the door was open as a cloud of fart. I don't know. Yeah, but that doesn't. Still doesn't. Yeah, I was gonna say that still doesn't answer how the knife got in. Like, can he morph into an? So the knife was still there. Was that? Yeah, the knife. Yeah, it was still the knife was back. The knife was definitely. So presumably, it also wasn't a hollow knife because they turned off the hollow deck at that point. Mm. Hollow suite. Maybe, um, maybe he had previously hid the knife inside the hollow deck, so that he could retrieve it later. Maybe the writers didn't think about. Yeah, but I, I don't. Gonna... I think we are. We are trying. This is a little overthinking, but you're 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 right. It is not explained how the knife got here's there. A more, if it was Odo. Here's a more important thing I forgot to mention in past prologue: is that Odo was a cute little rat. He was. Yeah, he was a little rat. Very I miss, cute. I missed him being a cute oh, little rat. Oh, he was a very cute rat. I love rats. Does he morph in anything in this one? He's isn't he the pick? No, no that's. I don't think he does any morphing this week. This is, no, he was the chair. He was the chair. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. he was the chair. You're right. So he's a chair. Does yeah. he do like a thing a week? Which I think I was... One or two. A, like, I know he was just a prop, but I think that's like a Klingon bridge chair. Like, not the captain's chair, but I feel like it's like a... So, did we say that his comm badge is always present? Well, that's the thing. He, like, he, when he... Is it, like, hidden under the chair? Inside the rat? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what I would say. Yeah. That it's inside. Mm. But, but also, the... like... You know, the thing is, when he morphs, it turns to jelly like the rest of them. They show it go jelly. Does he even have a real combat? Maybe it works make, somehow. Maybe he can make complex electronics. Maybe he can. It's, it's yeah, not faces. Yeah, not faces. No, no. He makes knows. a perfect rat. Especially those Bajor- Oh, Bajoran noses! Damn it! Last episode, I forgot to mention. Fucking Tanalos kind of had the wing thing going on. Oh yeah, we on. see a bunch and of those. Yeah, so I think they kind of do sort of keep to, them around a little. Yeah. So it seems it could just be like you know an ethnic thing, maybe. Yeah. People which, in certain I mean, areas that, have the wings and others don't. Which is fine. It's a nice touch. Or, or you're like Ro, and yours just vanished. Well, that, that's yeah. the thing. It's like it's not a bad idea, but it is awkward. Well, maybe now maybe that a Bajor, Bajor, maybe on Bajor it's considered like not attractive to have the wings, so people get nose jobs. Yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe. I was going to ask Caitlin to back, back to Yeah, the, sorry, back to the, back 
back of the, the massage that this guy's getting murdered getting? Better massage than than Inara was giving in Firefly, do you think? I mean, yeah, except you have to be touched by that fucking... Those hands. Clammy looking. Maybe they were really nice hands. Yeah, maybe. They look clammy. Maybe, oh, yeah. I hated them. Maybe there's like little little bits inside. It looked like there were suckers on the end. That was there weird. Oh, that's weird. Well, that's like that's like massage and cupping all in one. Yeah, that didn't feel great. Um, I didn't like it. Huh? I bet it would feel great. I mean, it probably, yeah. Maybe I mean, she's, maybe but she's like, a program specified to massage really... because the hands are... are oh, I mean, I'm program. sure, I'm given that this is one of Quark's hollow suites, I am 100% sure the massage was not the end game oh, not of, that, of that program. Not I think they were going to have a little happy ending. I'm they were going to sure. spin the doll wheel. I would not really want her waffle but, hands on my may, dick. Maybe it it's awesome. Me. I don't know. You never know. Who knows? I just think they look gross. So, but yes, I would. We also say, don't know what a Bajoran penis looks like. Maybe it's, it's got those nose ridges. Maybe it's got the <laughs> inverse of the of the waffle shape. Oh wow! So they just fit right around. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, but yeah, definitely a better massage than Inara's fucking lightly playing chopsticks on a piano massage that she did. Yikes. So bad. So something in this episode that I thought was rather interesting mm-hmm. is there. Is Cisco gives like a speech when the angry mob goes to basically lynch Odo? Yeah. Cisco gives this speech about like you know it's like don't judge people until like you know like it, it was it was very kind of like you know reminiscent of like you know anti racism mm-hmm. speech. Um, you just don't like him because he's different, right? right yeah. 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 And, you decided and, he was guilty before we even just said anything, right? Which Have you is, seen his weird face? Yeah, <laughs> which is interesting because in the same episode, Cisco is constantly being like, "Don't hang out with that Ferengi boy." Yeah. Like, absolutely hates Nog from the second he lays eyes on him well, because be he's fair, a Ferengi kid. No, that's totally not why. It's because the first a... time we meet him, he was like. I don't even remember. Yeah, he was stealing shit from DS Nine, and then he like helps it, like talks his son into like using some fucking whatever the fuck that shit was to make a couple like think they were dying. I mean, it probably there probably is a little racism in there, but I also think that Nog is not exactly shown himself to be the greatest. Yeah, but I'm just saying that like while I don't doubt racism might have been into it, like we've seen Nog twice and in both instances he's being a little twat. If there's one thing we've learned from TNG, it's that racism is bad, it's a relic of the past, unless we're talking about them fucking Ferengi. Every time they talk about the Ferengi in Star Trek, it is definitely like super racist. Yeah. But I I did like the touch that like Rom doesn't want not yeah. hanging out with Jake either. Yeah, which is definitely racism. Yeah, Rom is tolerable so far. Rom is he's not doing. Really, he's very different. He's not doing he the voice. He yet. hasn't grown <laughs> into himself yet. <laughs> yeah, I think he's also not officially Quark's brother yet. No, because no, he is. He, he calls. Yeah. The, oh, oh yeah, no, my next brother's week. kid. Yeah, because we know. Oh, that's Nog right. is Quark's nephew, yeah. and we know Rom is, is, yeah. is Nog's. But there's definitely another nephew. where like nope. he calls him his assistant Rom, not his brother. That's so not... that might be because Quark is ashamed of him. Yeah. yeah, and rightly so. But yeah, I like Rom. I like Quark. I like Quark too. Well, and he Rom. also calls uh, this is like later, but he calls them the brothers Quark. So does that mean he's Quark Quark and his brother is Rom Luigi Quark? Quark. <laughs> <laughs> Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. That movie's terrible. It is, but um, it was a good joke. It was. I mean. It was okay. So, oh, the point I was making earlier, because I realized I was getting ahead of myself. This guy's been pardoned by the provisional government. Nog? The murderer. Oh. 
He served his time. You can't just Evil throw down. him off the ship because he committed a crime once. No, if, you, you can if you're a fascist. If they have officially mm-hmm. said he's yeah. in the clear. Yeah, this is Odo yeah. being total uh, fascist. Angry, yeah. grumpy mans. But it turns out even anyone can hold a grudge. Odo, yeah. the guy that the guy, literally yeah. killed himself so yeah. that uh, he could get back at uh, Odo. Wait, so he, where did he get this clone? He made oh, it in his, he made in his, it. In his Did he room. expect to kill it? Yes, yes. Yeah. that was the whole plan. That's hilarious. But that's inter- it's interesting. You, you think that, he told uh, the clone that? Like, What do you think the clone no. No, you absolutely so, didn't. He was just like, hey, this girl's going to give you a massage and suck your dick. No problem. All right. So something that's really important to make note, because I actually didn't quite catch it the first time, is that at the very end of the episode, when they're doing like the wrap up yep. Captain's Log, they say that the clone, the clone that was grown in the med lab gained consciousness, gained consciousness. and began a new life. Yeah. Aww. This technology has some pretty insane ramifications. Yes, it does. He's going to go work with, with Garrick well, now. Well, so it says he began a new life, so that means it's not a brain-dead clone. That means nope. it, like, it may totally have conscious. the memories. Does that mean Bashir's a dad? Yes. Yes. Kind of, actually, yeah. Um, Bashir, Bashir is a lot of fun. In and you could just clone people, yeah. apparently, really easily. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's some fancy tech. It wasn't, but it didn't seem even that fancy. There was literally some leftover cells. Yeah. And they, could, and they used that to grow a whole new person. Like, he easy bake ovened that clone. Yeah. Little, we'll just drop it into the... Stretching the, credulity there. Yeah. yeah. Who sees a handful of cells and says, I'm going to grow these? Julian uh, Bashir. So, yeah. you know... He's, he doesn't strike me as being the brightest. This is the guy, guy who, He's a total idiot. Let's remember his appearance in TNG, where he assumes a thing that is clearly a weapon is a medical device and is like, let's plug it into your engine! Yep. Yeah. Let's aim it at Data and warm up the warp core. Like, he is pretty much a mad scientist. So, um, he's also a creeper. Cause all yeah. Oh, he's awful. We've seen all he's, he's done so awful. far is creep on Jedzia. Yeah, I hope Everyone you, is fucking creeping on Jedzia. Yeah. Except Cisco wants to fuck her. Well, yeah, but that's because Cisco's like, that's my, yeah, that's my buddy. It's weird because you're have also a dick. my little friend. Yeah, definitely they do not handle the... The transition. Yeah, do they do they tone well that down all. with him though at any point? With who? Bashir? Bashir? Eventually he stops being like you have an exotic scent. He said I can smell your And while it is while it is creepy, I don't know. I think I think there's two things going on here that the writers are doing with that. Is that one, they're showing how young and awkward. 40? And horny Bashir is, but it's also a way to show how well Jadzia handles herself. She's very mature, yeah, Yeah. because she's also like what three hundred, seven hundred. Yeah, like she doesn't let like to her it's it's more of an uh, an amusement. She's not letting his being all up in okay. her shit. But is it bugger. really or is this like men being like no, like women say no but they secretly mean yes. Like is she actually amused by is it? it? Or do men think like women think that cat calling is super fucking like flattering? Was it this episode where she is talking to Cisco and literally says like, Cisco mentions that like everyone's turning their heads to her and she's kind of like, oh, I'd forgotten. It's kind of nice. Oh no, she's no that's talk- episode three or four. Yeah, I figured that was Kira. a different episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, have- no, she but she does basically do the like, oh, all these guys staring at me is great. It's been like 80 years since this happened. <laughs> Although to, 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 its, of it in a day. to its credit, they at least Apparently did have not. Kira kind of being like, yeah, hooray. Mm. So there's at least some... Yeah, Yeah, but we've already sort of seen Kira to be like this like shrewish, shrill 
character, kind of. Terrorist. Well, not yes, but terrorist. Just blowing up Cardi's. But I mean, like, don't you sort of feel like her being like, oh, yeah, great, is just sort of them being like, look at this shrill man-hating yeah. wench. No, I had not thought no of it that Kira. way, but I suppose yeah, so. That's, yeah. that's kind Can't of how I was Can't appreciate a good cat call. Yeah, seriously, yeah. what a bitch. Then a visitor also asked to have a sh- the, the short haircut she's going to rock for a while because I think she decided after the weird-looking bob thing she had in the in the premiere, she says, someone like Kira would not put any work at all into her hair because she's so busy. Give me something that you wouldn't have to do anything to. <laughs> That's why my hair is short. I'm not going to spend an extra hour in the morning dealing with this shit. If I have that, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. The bob also just didn't suit her. No. No. Yeah, she looks a, much better this it way. It was a bad bob. Because she looks, I think she even looks like younger with this haircut. I totally. just felt like the other one just made her look like. Well, because it's such a like 50s housewife haircut. Yeah. And it also, I, this this one highlights how gigantic her eyes are. That's true. I thought of that. Like, wow, I, wow, those are a lot of eyes. Those eight, are a lot eight of eyes. eyes. Yeah. So, for someone who is so obsessed with operating a fascist police state, <laughs> you would think that Odo would have at some point thought to thought to install like cctv around he would you know like the fact that like maybe it all got torn down no one no one no one was like looking at the security footage in quarks like you'd think quark would have security footage it's a fucking casino make sure no one's robbing him blind so like you would think that quark being hmm two men enter one man leave hmm thunder damn it I feel like Quark's the kind of guy who doesn't actually feel like dealing with security cameras, so he puts one up but doesn't actually attach it to anything. No, he probably does. He probably knew the whole time. He just has so much disdain for Odo that he didn't bother bringing it up. Then <laughs> again, he did have that scene where he was defending him. That's true. Hon- honestly, like the Odo and Quark scenes are just oh, they're already so, so I love good. It. Oh yeah. yeah, right in my notes, it's Quark hearts Odo forever. That's the thing. They like like each other because they're known. Quark quantities yeah like it's like quark is like i understand odo i know i know how far to push him before it's a problem yeah. and odo's like i can break you at any second but i'm choosing not to because sometimes you behave yeah. and that scene where, where quark's like yeah i'm gonna be running this place and yeah. you know now that you're at it's like you yeah to like egg him on yeah <laughs> that's good that was nice yeah no, it's funny like i i'd forgotten like how quickly they really did establish like that relationship oh yeah it's like so, immediate it's awesome and Armin Shimmerman's fucking killing yeah. him. Oh, yeah. I he's love lovely. him. I was really yeah. worried he's, about... He's so expressive. Basically everything. Yeah, Even he, with all the makeup, he's yeah. so yeah. expressive. He's got a huge range, and it's been mm-hmm. really great. I just, I'm really enjoying him, and I'm loving them I together. Just, I just saw a picture of, uh, mm. of uh, a little baby Jake with uh, Armin Shimmerman. Oh, is that who that was? Yep, yep. Yeah. that's him out I of makeup. I was going to say, I've never seen him out of makeup, oh, aside from that picture. Of, where are those other photos? He's always been a cork or a box. Right, he cork, was the cork, box, right? Cork. He's also the voice cork of Andrew animals. Ryan. Oh, hey, it's it's your homemade... Wait, uh... really? Yeah. Like, as an I, I'm Andrew Ryan. Yeah. That guy? Yeah. Is it really? Yeah, really he's a good. really good voice over No artist. shit, dude. I had no idea. That's amazeballs. It's um, uh, photos, listeners, of... Uh, oh, you're the Rocketeer! Rocketeer costume amazing. we talked about oh, weeks ago. Oh, you're so fucking cute. Aw. That's really bang on. That's great. Oh, I love it. So, oh my god. So, Ames, I don't know if you know this. I, I know that they would do, like, extra practices over the weekends, some of the actors. Hmm. Like, Armin Sherman would actually... Shimmerman. Inv- Shimmerman, excuse me. I'm bad with names. That's okay. You're allowed. Quark. Um, Quark! That's a name I could say. Uh, would would invite Quark. people over to his house. Oh, no, I didn't On the weekends, like, off the clock, basically, to run scenes and, like, practice it and, like, get get really good at it. Mm. Um, 
And so I don't, I think those may have started basically from the beginning. And I know, I know from what they've talked about, it was definitely like Odo and Quark were like almost always there and then they would invite other people. That's so Um, cute. It's like the two of them are just hosting parties. Basically, basically, but like that's, that's one of the reasons why the, I feel like the characters really start to like mesh with each other really well, really early on. Mm. Yeah. Cause there's Um, real chemistry outside. Exactly. But, but, but especially like, you know, the reason Odo and Quark work almost instantly I think is because they were doing this extra stuff man the they should have invited Miles and Keiko <laughs> well that's, so that's the thing too what's important is like these are characters that are supposed to have all this history that we've not seen right and because they click so well you feel like it's because sometimes you'll have that in a show where it's like these people have known each other for years and you're like yeah. I do not believe that I don't think so um, we'll, I mean we'll see that with Star Trek sometimes where it's like we've known each other for ages Really? Yeah. And have they you? actually seem like they've known each other over yeah. a long time. Like, and yeah. like have definitely made each other angry and like found ways to like fix that and like They're yeah. like uh Tom and Jerry in the movie Tom and Jerry. If Jerry actually ever really died, Tom would be bumming. Yeah. Mm. Uh Did you ever seen the Tom and Jerry movie? Nope. It's, it's shit, but as a kid I loved it. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that um fuck. I lost my train of thought. Armin Shimmerman. Armin Shimmerman. Oh, uh yeah, um, yeah, I stand by what I said last week that the casting on Deep Space Nine, just out of the gate, mm. is way stronger. Yeah. I think, True. if anything, the weakest actor on Deep Space Nine so far, and only possibly just because she hasn't had a ton to do, is Terry Farrell. Like, she just hasn't had a lot. And I said I said last week, like, she, she was, struggled like crazy. Well, she was hired last week. She was right. hired... She was hired, I don't know if it was last minute, but but she was definitely hired last while they were already doing shit. And, you know, they give her nothing but techno babble, which is very, yeah. very hard. Yeah, and well, she's clearly not quite settled into delivering just yet. Like, so when she does have a line, it uh, it seems a little, the delivery's a little... But she's still getting silted. used to this body, so I'm all that, so it actually yeah. kind yeah. of works. No, it's, yeah, it's and I think, and I do think she comes into her own later, yeah. but uh, at this point, but like every everybody, though, on the show mm-hmm. is... Way stronger, yeah, than anybody on TNG was at this stage, Definitely. and it's already it, more interesting because hey, we can have interpersonal conflict, yeah. and there's been so much already. Yeah, in fact, it's, it's clear they're, they're continuing to go about as I think I said last week. They're just smacking you in the face with, "Look, they all kind of hate each other." Especially Miles and Keiko. Like the only people that actually seem to like each other are the Starfleet people because and they and Odo. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, in their own weird way. But yeah, no, I thought this was a good show. I yeah. liked it. Yeah, it's yeah. really it's a strong start. I feel like a line of the episode was, "How do you get a noose around the neck of a shapeshifter?" Yeah, from the Bajoran that was being like the most evil person yeah. ever. Like, yeah, like, I wonder if he was maybe like part of like if he was aware of the plot because he seemed to be rabble-rousing I would not be surprised like he was very prominent but as far as we know he wasn't part of it because it was never revealed like I was like were they thinking this guy was going to be like a recurring jerk and they They decided not to okay they did but they never they never wrote him another role that's okay okay, because he was so over the top yeah like it was, it was there was one guy in the background when they were all like storming 
<laughs> to his quarters. Shifter! Shifter! There's one guy the rabble who you could really yeah. hear, and I was like, that guy really hates shapeshifters. <laughs> the crowd in the back was great. Like, it was so funny. It's, I think, like, at one point, like, the crowd had died down, and then one person's like, let's kill him! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was that guy. Yeah. He just was going ham. Well, he, was, he was ready so for it. He was like, no, 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 so I, I came here for our riot, yeah. goddammit. He's like, I really... I really? brought my own pitchfork from home. Um, quick question: Was this the first reference to Odo's bucket, or was that in the pilot? No, I think, no, I think it comes it. up. Okay, because it, in it this becomes a, a it becomes a thing. Yeah, he's like Odo's pale for where he sleeps for how, a few hours. How much volume is Odo? That's a good question. It changes, so it's not. It's almost not even worth thinking okay, about because he fit, he fit into a rat. Yeah, so yeah, that very means dense rat. Yeah, the densest rat. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say that perhaps anything about Odo, like what are the physics of Odo, whether no, or not he can zero. turn into a combat. Better like, not to think about. Like, I'm <laughs> or a knife. Go, or a knife that can, he can then detach. Um, <laughs> just don't think about it. Yeah, no. I just think, I think that the, or what we're getting from the writers on this is don't ask, Odo is magic. Yeah. You know? And that's you fun. are never getting he's, answers. He's magic, Fuck but they you. do balance it out with he sleeps in a bucket to just <laughs> really knock him down a few pegs. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, man. Bucket, I bucket sleep comes, in a giant bucket. Yeah, so I, I was, I was, it was interesting hearing it's the reference of it and no one really making a big deal about it because, like, he very much is like not okay with people knowing about the bucket thing. Well, I wonder. So, like, he keeps the bucket in his office, and he's always bringing in drunk people from. Court. <laughs> Do you think uh, anyone's ever... Yes. <laughs> the better question was, do you think anyone's ever not? Do you think the cleaning lady has ever come <laughs> in and been like, ah, oh, someone forgot to flush this... <laughs> No, he, always, he, he does it secretly hoping she'll stick the mop in one day. Oh, no. Because that no. Really feels good for him. Oh, oh no. With Odo. Oh, yeah. yikes. Uh, how, many, how many times has O'Brien had to plunge Odo out of the toilet? <laughs> Thank you for not mentioning this to anyone, Chief. Oh, yeah, no problem. I know a lot about ships and shits. And bottles. Look, I used to work on a ship with a Klingon. Once you've dealt with a Klingon Lou that's all backed up, everything else is fucking normal. Ah, so is that all we have to say today? I think so. I think so. Probably for the best. Probably. We're talking about Klingon Lou's again. Bogs? Like bogs? Head. It's a head on the, the yeah, ship. The, head. the bog. It's head on the ship, you know. The, the, it's, well, yeah, it's bog roll, I know. Bog roll is, is well, a slang. That's an English the bo- thing. The bo- yeah, that's an yeah. English thing. Bog yeah, I, just, is, I just know because we just changed a bunch of references in a, in a British script to Americanize it, and we had to change bog. Yeah, mm. bog is, is definitely, that's British slang for the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. The Irish might have picked it up as well. I'm not sure. Anyway. All right. If you like what you heard, right? Did I do that now? Whatever you like. You're the, it's up to you. It's up to me. It is. Mm, you're the boss, boss. <laughs> Play me out, Johnny. Ding, 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 ding. Thank you for joining us here on the start of Steer Her By for two more episodes of Deep Space Nine. We'll be back Ooh. next week with two more. Specifically, <gasps> Babel, or Babel, whichever, however you prefer, your whatever. And uh, Captive Pursuit, which gave me lots of feels. We'll give you lots of feels. It's not next week. I hope just so. Just like Odo and his... No, I said it already gave... I'm just saying it already gave me feels. It'll definitely give our readers feels. Listeners. Fuck. But they don't know that we've watched it yet. Um, <laughs> I, I think our readers should assume that I am constantly watching Deep Space Nine. Mm. All the time. I'm watching it right now. 
If you like what you heard and you'd like to hear more, you can find a star to steer her by where all fine podcasts are sold. We are on SoundCloud. We are on Google Play. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook by searching a star to steer her by. We are SSHB Podcast on Tumblr and Twitter. Or you can visit our website, www.sshbpodcast.com, which for the time being just brings you to our Tumblr page. But shh, don't tell anybody. Uh, I have been Caitlin. That's me? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is you. Why is it me? We've been doing this for three years! <laughs> I am Jake. This has been Chris. This has been Ames. I'm James! Woo! James, thank you, James, for joining us. You're welcome. Will we see you again soon? <gasps> no. Nope. Oh. <laughs> Kill the shifter! <laughs> Kill the shifter! <laughs>